Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Motown Family Sports Rant. We're back. The gang's all here this week. Even Mom gets in on the action. First, we start talking about Monday Night Football, the Lions' most recent victory. They were on a bye week this week, but I give the boys a chance to kind of refute what I went over last week. I asked them if Gibbs is worth a 12th overall pick and what they thought about the trade deadline. Uh, then Brett asks, is Goff the guy? And we have a pretty heated debate on whether he is going forward. Then we move on to Michigan destroying Purdue and the newest in the sign-stealing scandal. We ask Mom what she thinks about it as a less involved Michigan sports fan. Then we briefly touch on the Tigers, Pistons, and Wings and how they've been playing this year and whether Troy Weaver's on the hot seat. Uh, quick side note, the audio, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with Dad's track. Uh, there was some echo, so I did my best to get rid of it, but if there are some issues, I do apologize still. We also swear a lot in this episode, I realized. So if you're sensitive to the F word or something, just heads up, we get pretty heated. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, X, uh, Motown Family SR. And we'll be back next week after the Lions take on the Chargers and Michigan hopefully beats their first real opponent in Penn State. See you then. Welcome to the newest episode of the Motown Family Sports Show. Hey, we're all back together. The gig's back this Yay! week. I like this. <laughs> Even mom's here. Uh, even mom. It was a sort of slow uh, sports week, I think. For, well, we had the, the wings and uh, the... Uh, Pistons are playing not sort of great, but I want to go over last week. I talked about uh, the Monday night football game. I want you guys to give your reactions to it, what you thought about the Lions beating the Raiders by, I think it was 12, right? Uh, what you thought about that game. Yeah. And yeah, we'll start with there. What do you guys think? Uh, Dad, you want to go first? How'd you think the Lions did against the Raiders? It's a few lost opportunities, but you know, wins a win. We'll take it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, what did they just fired their coach? McDaniel's just got the boot, and they hired what the defensive coordinator. Um, Garrett Grappolo looked terrible. So, yeah, I mean, they their Oakland's defense was okay. They had one drive the whole game. They should have won by a lot more, but like we said, you know, wins and win, we'll take it. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear uh, Max Crosby is pretty much their whole defense, and he's really, really good. Yeah, um, It'd be sweet if the Lions could somehow get him with Hutch. That'd be dope for so many reasons. But, um, yeah, my takeaways were similar to Dad's. I, I, honestly, I chalked a lot of it up to play calling in the red zone. Um, I'm really even more so this week leaning into the camp that Aaron Glenn's the better coordinator than Ben Johnson. I think that's just true at this point. Um. I don't get some of those calls in the red zone. You don't need to be fancy. You just need to score and put that team out of their misery. And I felt like they just kind of let them hang in it for a while, and defense just kind of kept shutting them down. So um, I think against better teams in, like, the playoffs, it might be more appropriate to make those risky calls, like the shuttle passes or, like, the fancy half-buck wide receiver passes, stuff like that. But it, it, it's more appropriate in those situations, right, because you're not ex- expected to fully dominate those teams. Uh, against lesser teams, you just need to score and put them out of their misery. So, uh, well, they missed yeah, the red zone opportunities. Yeah, and uh, Riley Patterson's a shitty kicker. They need to get a new kicker. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing him kick. He missed, okay. like, he, missed like a, he missed like a 25 yarder or something. He was like still that. their whole offense for about yeah, a half. They couldn't score in the red zone. I, don't know, I think it was more by default. Um. 
It's really good to see Gibbs just take off. Craig, I have thoughts on your Gibbs take about the pick. Um, if you want to do that in a second or whenever you want to do that, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about Gibbs. He was, he was a beast. I mean, he showed up, he, he did everything I thought he was going to do from the beginning of the season, but yeah, I gave my take. Uh, if would you think he's still worth a 12th uh, overall pick? You, can you, you got me a lot of fantasy points. <laughs> yeah. And wh- yeah, yeah. where did I get him from? Let me think. Uh, might have been a trade with Anthony Richardson, I think. I will say, I think both of those trades I traded you guys at the time look lopsided in my favor have now fully blown up in my face. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah. So, you know. But, Although I did but, lose yeah, this yeah. week as half of my team are Detroit Lions and they had a bye week. So I did lose. <laughs> that is a problem. But yeah, that was the argument I was getting on Twitter with somebody about. Somebody asked, is, is, you know, people have been talking shit about Gibbs, which I don't really think is true. And as I said before, I think it's mostly Ben Johnson and Brett kind of touched on it. Ben Johnson's misuse of a lot of the offense, but especially Gibbs. But yeah, I think he played amazing. The dude is looks like a great player. I personally just don't think he still was worth 12th overall. So go ahead, Brett. You can go first. So I guess I guess in terms of a running back 12th overall, maybe not per se. The way I was approaching it was more like versus Jalen Carter. I still think that's the pick to make, okay? Whereas I do think Jalen Carter directly translates to probably a bit more winning. I also think missing out on a chance to take Laporta and a chance to possibly trade up to take Branch is something I wouldn't want to risk. And I think if Gibbs plays that way for the rest of the year that he played in that game, he very much himself almost warrants that pick. Even if he is a running back, even if they don't re-sign him, you're talking about a guy that any play, as we've been hearing all along, can take it take to the house. Um, that's like a not few players in the league can do that, you know. Um, I told Dad it was almost like some of his runs looked almost like Barry like in a way, just his ability to get small and in spaces and you know, I um I noticed, too, I watched like a breakdown of the game afterwards from a site called the 33rd Team on uh, on YouTube. It's kind of a cool uh, page. They're talking about how they did a lot of like counter plays. So, you know, like a little delayed and like like halfback draw type stuff, which allowed the run blocking to get into form, which also slowed Gibbs' play down a little bit, allowed him to see the hole, make the cut, and then go from there and do his thing. And I think that made a world of a difference. I don't know why they necessarily haven't been doing that. Because it did seem like in previous weeks, the game was maybe a bit too quick for him, kind of thing. Um, but in terms of, it's still it's still a very high pick for running back. I think if other teams were going to take him, and they very much viewed him and Bijan as like one A, one B, and they really wanted to get a running back, then I'm I'm fine with it because I I, I trust Brad Holmes at this point with for the most part. So that's my thing. Versus Carter, I still think it's the better pick to make. What do you think, Dad? So I agree. I wouldn't trade um, as as good as Carter was. I wouldn't trade him for Laporta, Branch, and Gibbs. I think that line's got way better value with the picks that they had and the guys they took. Rather, um, on the other hand, I, I, I so I watching him play the other day. Are they using him as a between the tackles kind of guy? Because Montgomery's out, or do they still do they really think that's his best opportunity to be successful? Because he did well between the tackles with a makeshift offensive line, 
you know, there were a lot of backups in there who hadn't played before. And he still looked pretty good. I still think he would be better in space to try to get in the ball in space when Montgomery comes back and use Montgomery as the between the tackles kind of guy because that's Montgomery's forte. You know, he's a power runner, right up the gut kind of guy. And I think Gibbs with his speed would do, excel in open space. So I hope they, they're not trying to convert Gibbs. And that the only reason they used him in that capacity was because he was their last option because everyone else was hurt. So, yeah, I wouldn't – I think – I think the value they got with their draft choices was was really good. I wouldn't trade that for Jalen Carter. And we talked, Brett and I talked about this a little bit briefly. One of the reasons I think they shied away from Carter was the attitude issue. He didn't fit the mold of the players they're trying to draft, and I I think that kind of scared them a little bit too. And I also think too, Philly's at a point where they went to the Super Bowl last year. They are able to take on a weird fucking personality that might go rogue, and still because they're looking to add ex- excess of pieces, right? They did that at the trade deadline too. Whereas I, I think the Lions truly are building towards. At the same time, the Gibbs pick doesn't really kind of goes against that logic, but I do think they're trying to build towards this this structure of, of winning long term. They don't want to win necessarily all this year. People but keep yeah. making the argument. They said that was the same reason they didn't maybe bring in somebody at the trade deadline, too. I'm a little tired of that. I feel like if you have a good culture and a good winning team and good leaders in place, which they do, then you should be able to put in – like I understand if you bring in a bunch of assholes, but one guy should not derail the whole locker room. Like if Jared Goff and Dan Campbell and Panay Sewell and St. Brown are all these vocal leaders that you know keep people in their place, then if you have one guy who's maybe not the greatest, I think that's okay. I'm getting a little tired. I don't think you can keep passing up on talent for solely for character. At some point, you do have to take some risks a little bit on these talented guys. No, I agree. I think, yeah. I don't yeah, think that's, that's the same, though. Jamo is a nice guy. We've, we've all said that. Like, Jamo's not an asshole. He's just, I think, lazy. I don't think he's not. He's an errant he personality. I mean, he's he out is, there. but he's not going in there like, I don't know. He's not a big personality. As far as the draft choice goes, I understand. I thought about that because that's people's argument. Well, if they don't trade down, then they don't get. I think they don't get one of their next three picks, and I think it probably wouldn't have been Jack Campbell. I feel like you could have gotten Jalen Carter, Laporta in the or or Branch. You could have drafted him with your second pick in the first round, and then taken Laporta early in the second, or vice versa. And I would have totally been okay with those three players instead because I don't think Jack Campbell's done anything either. It's been such a it was a weird draft for me. I have very thoughts because that same. So I watch, and maybe they're biased. That same YouTube page, the 33 page, broke down Jack Campbell's play during the during that game, the Las Vegas game. And to be honest, that's kind of my my takeaway. He's, is he doesn't seem like he's making that big of an impact. No. But I also look at like the run defense is just amazingly good out of nowhere. Where is that coming from? It is and sometimes. So I, watched this, I, I watched this video, and it literally breaks down what makes Jack Campbell a good draft pick. You should. I'll share it with you. It's like a 10 minute video. This guy is gushing over the fact that his athleticism and his his perception of the field allows him to get in these gaps quicker than most linebackers. He's quicker than most and stronger than most linebackers to be able to make those tackles, and that's just not something you see with linebackers a lot of lot these days. Um, he's it's not showing not, up in the same seat, and he's I think just not out there that much, know? though. I feel like that's fine. You can b- break down all these little technical sh- technical last shit you want. The guys, you, what? what you I think last game he was, and I think holding Josh. Yeah, I think he is, and I think I think against Josh Jacobs and an, an okay offensive line with the Raiders, probably not great, but Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. I 
there's a couple runs that he, like this guy highlighted. Jack Campbell makes a tackle right in the gap that would have saved like a 20 yard touchdown. All right. Or, well, if we had Jalen Carter, he would have been there up the middle. And we like I, I don't understand why now Jack Campbell, we're eight games in, is finally showing up. Like Brian Branch has been there from day one, fucking showing up in every, every game he's out there. Not every rookie's so, gonna come along the same way though. I mean that's you know. But I'm I do too. My argument was I would rather just have Jalen Carter and just and Lamp Laporta and Branch. I think those three guys are huge impact players right now. We already had DeAndre Swift. I just don't think they liked him. And you could have had Montgomery Swift, which is Swift is not as good as Jameer Gibbs. I'll I'll admit it. But the Lions, the Lions don't use two running backs well. They use one guy and then they swap him out for the next guy. They they have so I do agree with you. Jalen Carter would have made a more immediate impact. Carter would have. With your running back point, though, last year, I mean, that when Swift was healthy, which he would have been hurt by now if he played for the Lions, let's face it, if he was still in the squad, he would have been hurt by now. This is just their luck. But last year when he was healthy, that's what they did, though. They they offset him with, they put Jamal in for third and short or for, for you know, goal-to-go situations. And for the most part, outside of that, it was DeAndre Swift carrying the ball. So yeah. I think... But that's I, the same thing. They use one running back. They, it's not like they use them both like creatively. They use one guy. It was the same. Like all they did was use Gibbs on on Monday. And when I swear to God, when Montgomery comes back next week, it's going to be the David Montgomery show, which is okay. He's a good back. I I have this worry that you're only going to see Gibbs for like 16 plays again, and that's just not like again. Why use that draft choice on a guy who you're hardly going to use? It's the same with JMO. I think part of GMO's problem is they don't actually use him correctly. I also think he drops 75% of his throws, but like you, you got to give the GI a chance, right? That's what I hear everybody saying on Twitter and other places. Like it's kind of true. They don't oh, use him correctly. I think they've given GMO a lot of chances considering they he's have. had limited play time. I think that's a bad example, but I think you're right with Gibbs. And I don't quite understand if the game was, was too quick for him and that's the excuse. And maybe he's slowly picking it up now. I feel like they could have done more to accommodate for that. Maybe start the season, you know, maybe do some halfback draws or put them in better situations in general. I think now that Gibbs has had this breakout game, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I want to see them use both. I don't have any, I just don't feel like they have done that with Ben Johnson. I, I just, I, I don't really like Ben Johnson this year. I feel like he's like a, been a real average offensive coordinator. Like this offense yeah. I feel like has had way more promise and they just leave so many points. I mean, how many weeks have we talked about now? Like they felt like they left points on the board and it just, that's going to come back to bite them in the ass at some point. Here. Yeah. And their defense. Right. And that's, that's it. And you know, I, I, I hope I agree that I hope they use both running backs. They're both talented. I don't, I hope they don't pigeonhole Montgomery as only up the gut kind of guy and Jamo only in space. I hope they both use them both a little creatively. Um, and they yeah, need, yeah. they need to get Jamo or uh, Jamo, yeah, Jamo more involved in the passing game. If he's, if it's a lack of concentration, they have to fix it. Well, I think you're right, Brett. I think it is because honestly, I just don't think he's that good. I don't know what his problem is. I think he's got all the physical athletes. He just can't catch the ball. <laughs> he literally is for a had, wide receiver. <laughs> I know. He's had some crazy, like he's had 16 targets. It isn't a lot this year. I was looking at, but he's caught like four of them. I mean, it's just St. <laughs> Brown has caught 75% of passes. I think Jabel's caught 40. It's just like, <laughs> it's insane. Okay. Like, 
So yeah, I, I think I think keeping up people's Jones is a pretty big indicator that they're not not ready to move on from JMO, but they could be in a position where they'd be fine to move on from JMO. You know, yeah. eh, moderate. Yeah, uh, like how do you guys guy. feel about them taking DPJ versus like Sweat or Chase Young, who both went for second and third overall picks? Second round picks, excuse me. Did you want them to do more? Are you okay with them kind of just depth piece at this point? No, I want to. You go first, Ed, sorry. No, I I think they draft really well. So I'm kind of glad in the way they held on to their high draft choices. I mean, if they could have picked them up for maybe, you know, a fourth and maybe even a third or something, I don't know. Maybe I'd have pulled the trigger on that. But um, Montez Sweat, is he really that amazing? He's pretty damn good. He's like and, he's and Chase good. Chase Young's hurt half the freaking time. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. Really know. Yeah. I would have taken Montez Sweat. I think he would fit in really good with this defense, and I think he'd probably resign here after this year too. Whereas going to the Bears, he's, he's probably not going to resign there. They gave up a second round. It was a stupid fucking move. But... He resigned. He did? There. did you see that? Yeah, for like what? four years, four years, like ninety-seven million dollars or something. They're the most dysfunctional team in football now. Yeah, someone needs to tell him that's a bad business move. <laughs> well, would you give up a second round pick for him? I'm not sure. Yes, I would you think so. For, yeah, because for his upside, and I, I don't, I think with the Lions too, they have other pieces. At least they view they have other pieces with their pass rush. So it wouldn't be like he's like it's just him and Hutch out there. I think he would still be. You still have the cyclical work, but when those two are on the field, you you make it so you know Hutch isn't going to have to command as many double teams kind of thing. Yeah. I think for that reason alone, freeing up Hutch would be awesome to have someone like that. I wonder if they inquired about Crosby. I mean, would you give up a number one for Crosby? Yes. I probably would too. He would be so disruptive. I heard that, I heard that because because uh, the Raiders were like cleaning house. They weren't taking any phone calls. Right? Like they literally, a couple teams got ghosted by them essentially is what I heard. I don't know if that's true, but but yes, in the offseason, I would trade for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly fine with what they did the trade deadline. I, I kind of agree with you, Brett. Like, I, I feel like they do do so well drafting. I heard the other argument, though, like this is the year. It's kind of a week. It's a weak NFC North, you know, and the NFC in general just isn't great. I mean, the Eagles almost lost to the Cowboys last night at home. And everybody else kind of looks average. Like, this was your year to go for it. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of happy they kept all their picks. I would have been nice to go, like, like Chase Young for a third seems pretty legit reasonable. I'm not really sure why we couldn't pull the trigger on that one, but but you know yeah, whatever. We talked about. I think I think Brad Holmes too. I almost would be better more more in agreement with him, like making a big swing move this year and giving up a first rather than doing like a one of those guys for a second or third. Because I mean, Brad Holmes kind of cleans up in the second and third rounds. Where fifty fifty in the first round, you know, like. I'd rather pick up Crosby with a first than give it a two or three for one of those other idiots. Yeah. Same. I think yeah. Crosby and Hutch at the same time, they'd have been outstanding. It's a lot of white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many white, too many white people on the well, you got him, you got yeah, Anzalone and Campbell. That's that's too many white guys in the field at one time, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a penalty right there. So it's one slow ass defense. <laughs> Did you guys see the, the fans? Yeah. Did you see the fans alone section? The group of fans alone? Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Mom but... saw that. Didn't you check him? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I saw that. They had their wigs on? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs>
Anzalone did look good again this week, so I'm so glad, I'm he, glad he, he, he he's playing amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think this is more of just, especially we uh, the Seahawks lost by actually more to the Ravens than the Lions did, which is hard to do. Uh, I think it's more of just proof that Baltimore is a really good team, and I think it is. Lamar Jackson's now 17 and one against the NFC. He's just really hard to prepare for, regardless of how good you think he is. He just he brings a lot of dimensions to the table that most teams just don't. So I think yeah. they just kind of got shell shocked. Yep. His passing, his running, it's all game changing. Yeah, he's playing at yeah, MVP this level this year. Yeah. This year. Yep. Yes. This year he's definitely game changer. Right. I think they, they gotta be the favorite, I think, for the Super Bowl when this yep. win it all. Yeah. I think they look the best right now. Yeah. 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 So that makes me feel better. Uh we'll see what the Lions do against the Chargers. The Chargers kind of suck. <laughs> they need to beat the Chargers, who I think are below five hundred. So they are. They're actually playing here tonight too against the Jets. So, did you see uh, Minnesota won at the end of the game with that backup quarterback Dobbs? I told Gosh, Brett Dobbs, apparently yeah. Dobbs had been on the Lions practice squad last year, Place, and yeah. they won at the end, of the, the, like the last possession. They scored a touchdown to beat Falcons. They're, they're, they yeah. suck though. The Vikings the, suck. The Falcons also suck. Yeah, the, I don't. I think this is more of like a fun story than it is like Josh Dobbs is going to start setting the world on fire. But he played okay for Arizona. I don't really understand that trade for the Vikings. Like, I, I'm not really sure what they're trying to do here. <laughs> I mean, like Kirk Cousins is better than Josh Dobbs. He just is. I'm not a huge Cousins fan, but yeah. so I don't know what, what's the goal here. Like, are you really going to try to make a run with Josh Dobbs for the Super Bowl? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Cousins done. I think I just would have ran their rookie and just see what you. I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, hurt. Uh, Jaron Hall got hurt. He yeah, but they didn't know that he was. He did start the game. <laughs> yeah, at the time he was healthy, but anyway. Uh, yeah, the Bears look actually kind of feisty with uh, Bagnet, whatever the hell his name is. They beat. Uh, they do. Who did they beat? They beat someone. They I threw three picks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. They lost. To the, they lost. They lost. Sorry. They were, it was tied 14-14, and then I stopped watching the game. <laughs> he honestly looks better than Justin Fields, though, every time I watch him. He does. I only catch him in spurts, but he makes good throws when I watch him. So, I guess Fields is coming back this week, too, so they're going to be faced with a big, big decision. <laughs> no, they'll start Fields. Fields. Yeah, it. they'll start. Especially because especially I think they might draft a quarterback and they got to see exactly what they have in Fields. If they're going to move off him, I think they got to start <laughs> Yeah. Jordan Love, I don't know if he's the leader, going to be the leader long term in Green Bay. No, he's a backup. I hope, I hope so. Yeah, it's pretty bad. This is the year for the Lions, man. So we'll see what they do. Yeah, but we're talking about the division. I mean, which of these teams do you think is actually going to make incremental progress to compete with them next year? You know, like maybe the Vikings if they trade off and get a good quarterback, right? I don't know. No, they can like, reset, reset too. He's an old defense. Well, not an old defense, but they got a lot of guys on ex- like older contracts at least. Um, yeah, Bears. I don't know. That's a tough one. They're all about the same. Well, let me see if there's anything else I uh, want to. Oh, yeah. So I kind of touched. I asked you guys earlier in the show, but it's halfway through the season, pretty much. Uh, at this point, the Lions are six and two. Is this kind of how you saw the Lions? Is this better than you thought? Is this worse than you thought? How do you feel about the Lions halfway through the season? I thought they were going to be undefeated at this point. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, this is, this is basically, if anything, this is like slightly better than what I thought they were going to be. 
Um, to be fair, the, the schedule looked a lot harder at the beginning of the year than it does now playing out. I'm a little concerned that that plays a bigger role than maybe we realize. But I don't think it's – I also think they have good infrastructure in their team. So I think they're fine. But no, a little bit better than I thought. That, yeah, I, I would say I, I kind of hoped for this, but I didn't really expect it. So, yeah, I think six and two is reasonable at this point. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. with it. Yeah, I, don't I think it's actually be. better than I thought. Yeah, I think probably I expected like five and three, maybe. I we I did with we thought their schedule was much tougher. It looks easier in the second half. Um, yeah, I think a lot of I've seen a lot of places have them go like you know thirteen and four, which I, don't know, I mean I feel like they could. It's only two more you, losses. Like I feel yeah. like I'm not sure who really they're going to lose to. <laughs> I mean they should really be one of the better teams. Yeah, it's basically just the Cowboys and the Chargers left, and the, I think they're going to beat them both. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys the Cowboys are hard to predict what they're going to do. The Chargers have, like, a shitty defense. They almost lost to the Bears. <laughs> so I'm going to be, like, two weeks ago when they were playing. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have for the pro stuff. You guys got anything else you want to touch on before we talk about Michigan a little bit? I had some rebuttals on your golf stuff because I'm now firmly. Sure, we can talk about that. Yeah, how, uh, we're going back and forth in the golf thing. How do you feel about golf after the Monday night and his pick yeah. six? <laughs> right. No, I talked to you guys both. I think I talked to you about it during video games, and Dad, I talked to you about it uh, on Saturday. But Craig, your point about the picks is is like true that they do seem like they're like costly and they happen at weird times. The thing with that, a couple things with that. We always, oh, mom, you okay there? Like a head. Oh no, you good. Um, I think he always bounces back at the next drive after that pretty well. And then along with that, he right now is like fifth in touchdown passes and like third to best in interceptions. Like he only has five picks in the entire year. Same amount as Pat Mahomes. Um, he has actually, he has more passes over 20 yards. He, I think he's leading the league in passes 20 yards plus, uh, which is surprising to be frank. I didn't see that coming. Um, but the big, big thing with the interceptions is, like, every quarterback's going to throw interceptions, man. It's going to happen. Yes, they're happening at somewhat costly times, but it's not like he's out there, like, zinging it. Like, even even Stafford would throw, like, bad pick sixes all the time. You know, that's probably a bad example because Stafford would just kind of zing it. But I, with that, at least in that comparison, I feel way more confident that he's not going to throw a pick than, than Stafford, than Lewis Stafford. Um, and I just think that the leadership and – the 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 floor which you were talking about the base level floor that he presents is is pretty substantial because you know for the most part exactly what you're going to get every week and that gives me comfort if nothing else and I will take that over I'm going to try to zing it to the past for the last two minutes of the game and hopefully we'll come back and win it you know like how Stafford was I think he's a good system quarterback. He's good within what the Lions want him to do. I, Brett's right. After he throws a pick, he usually comes back strong after that. One of the things he's doing that I just I scratch my head at, somebody's got to teach him how to throw away the ball properly. Like a couple of those should have been intentional grounding. Yeah. Yeah, and so he like throws them into the ground like in the backfield, whatever, and they should have been intentional grounding. But – I think for the, what the Lions need at this point in time, he's a good quarterback. Does he compare with the elite quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson we just talked about? There's no way in hell. Lamar Jackson takes over a game all by himself. 
he doesn't have that capability. But for this what the Lions need at this point, I think he's okay. This year, Lamar Jackson is. Let's not put Lamar in the lead after one year. I think Lamar, that's a bit. No, that's not fair. Lamar won the MVP, and when he did, he was Yeah, he was Lamar's been good in the past. Right? And then he's been injured half these other seasons he's played. So Lamar is a good quarterback. He is. He's also a little bit of assistant quarterback too, because I'm not sure he could he could work in other uh, systems. But in the system he's in, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I understand what you're saying about the floor. I agree. Goff is real steady. Um, but like I was telling Brett that I feel like no, he doesn't throw a ton of picks, but the picks always seem to be in these weird, crucial moments. To your point, like he needs to learn how to throw it away. The whole reason he threw a pick six, I think he was trying to throw it out of bounds, and he just fucked it up. Like at that point, either take the sack or throw it into the ground, like you always do. Like what are you doing? How hard is it to throw it into the stands? Exactly. I mean, honestly, yeah. And the difference between him and Stafford, see what you will about Stafford. A lot of this he caused himself, but he always was able to. He had like led the league in fourth quarter comebacks a lot, and I just don't ever believe that give Jared Goff the ball, that he's going to be able to like lead, drive your team down the field and win. Cause I don't feel like we've seen that from him. He's won a lot of games, but it's usually because he's got a lot of help around him. We've talked about that though. I mean, the reason Stafford was able to do, I mean, part of that was on him. Yeah. Like he's, he, whatever reason would rise to the moment, but also like a lot of those were because they were in junk minutes and these times, these teams were just trying to account for keeping everything in front of them. So Stafford would be able to, he still won though. I'm talking about fourth quarter game winning drive. Stafford had a lot of those. You would also have really costly or really timely interceptions by people like Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs in those days too. If you remember though, like Slay would literally, that's when this, the name big play Slay came in. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I'm talking about, he came back to win the game. Yeah. He had, he had help. There was like three minutes left and they gave him the ball and they said, go win us the game. And he did. I don't feel like Stafford can do that. That's not Slay. That's not Quandre Diggs. That's Stafford going out there and doing that. But he was able to do that he was able to catch out because of the play of the defense. Because you know, because we trusted the. I mean, the no. defense got us the ball back. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it was still up to Stafford to go out and win the game, and he did. That wasn't Diggs. That wasn't Slay. That wasn't the defense. That was. That I feel was there's Stafford. been a couple times this year when Goff has stepped up to the plate. I feel there a couple times like another team will score, and the Lions, and the game gets close, and the Lions need to put some distance between them to reestablish the fact that they're going to win. And and Goff has been able to do that. Now, yeah. as far as whether or not it's in the last couple minutes of win a game, it maybe it isn't. But I do think he responds when they need him to respond. Such which which games? I'm not trying to be a dick. I can't. I, I honestly, I can't. The Raiders, the Raiders went down and scored their touchdown, with, and they drove it down right down the Lions' defense. And that next possession, the Lions scored a touchdown right before half. We just talked. Though, they they let them in that game for so long. Like I'm glad he finally showed up, but he should have done that from the fucking beginning. Where it's was just, Stafford in the beginning of all his games, Craig? This is the full fucking quarter. Like, it's just, you can't, like, not every quarterback's going to be there every single quarter, like, on this freaking game at all times. I just feel like I haven't actually seen him ever be honest. Lamar Jackson's but. like that sometimes this year, but not every, few quarterbacks are like that. We, we, I mean, people talk about, we talked about it. Josh Allen was in that category for some people. He's clearly not that, right? No, but Josh like, Allen's bad this year. <laughs> how many, how many league quarterbacks can you say are in the league right now? You got Mahomes. You have, you have, you have Lamar this year. Who else? Because I don't I think Herbert's Burrow, Burrow started off so Burrow looked just really started, Burrow just started playing. I put Jalen Hurts in it. God, when you take away Jalen Hurts' run game, he throws interceptions and can't do anything. That's what their offense is predicated on. I'd still rather have him. He's also undefeated against winning teams. So I like- game, he puts up 300-plus yards passing every time. 
when you take yeah. away his running game. Yeah. When Montgomery wasn't able to, when they weren't able to move the ball against the, uh, the Buccaneers, they, they went to the pass game. They, Craig Reynolds was getting like two yards a pop. He's running through a freaking brick wall. And Goff takes over it. They end up winning the game off these big chunk pass places, plays. So the Buccaneers are a bad team. I just have yet to see Goff go out and like finally take over and win a game. He'll, he'll do. I'm like, I'm not saying you can't win with them. And I'm saying he's the right quarterback for the Lions right now. I just, I don't trust him if it comes down to like a minute 30 left in the, in the playoffs. And part of this is Ben Johnson because his play calling is weird. It hasn't been great, but I just don't trust him to go out there and win the game. I don't think he's ever done it. The teams we've beaten aren't good teams and they still count except for the, the, Except for Kansas City. Kansas City was a good team, and Goff looked good in that game. But even there, he threw a – did he throw a pick in that game? I don't think he did. I think he just threw one touchdown. He looked pretty good. He looked good in that game. But, I mean, he's – I don't know. Even then, I just – I will agree. I No, I and I – so what I wrote down in my little notes was at this point, because we've talked about, like, will you extend it or not. Me and Dad both kind of talked about it. I, so I'm basing it what he does in the playoffs. That's how I would look at it. But at this point, I will say I'm looking at Goff as like an innocent until proven guilty scenario. Like unless he goes out there and loses the playoff games for them, and it can be directly tied to him. I'm still going to extend him because he that's got fair. You, got you. That's fair. How much? So. I feel like it comes down to the money amount, though. I'm okay with extending him too, but not for like 55 million or something. Like I, I agree, and I honestly, I, I'd like to see more about what Hern, Hooker has. <clears throat> to offer as a quarterback, because I feel like with his athletic ability, he offers some of the same traits, and maybe not to the same extent, but he has a little bit of the Lamar Jackson type thing with his feet. Then he's got an out. Apparently, he's got an outstanding arm too. So I maybe would scratch um, the backup, who's the guy they signed as a backup this year, and and just invest in those two. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I mean, it's, it's really unknown because he's not really playing. He's just going to start practicing, right? Um, yeah. Doesn't sound yeah, like I mean, I, see him too much, but sorry. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like we might not see him too much this year. But anyway, sorry, I cut you off. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Brad. I think he's, I think I like that he's a proven, because he hasn't really lost us the game yet. So that's true. So I guess as long as you're not losing us games and the defense and everybody else around him keeps playing well enough, then it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, the pick sixes so far haven't really come back to hurt us. The game against Seattle, he threw one in that game, didn't he? But like the Baltimore game, that was just everybody. That wasn't Jared Goff. I don't think he helped either, but it also certainly wasn't him that lost that game. That was a, a collective team effort of just fuckery that no one showed up for. So yeah. we just got railroaded. Yeah. No, and I, uh, I, I do kind of wish they had a bit more elite playmaking at the position for the playoffs when they come. I will say that it's because you know he's this, he's not he's probably just not going to get that level. Yeah, you know? I just feel like if they had a player like, and I know Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes are like generational, and it's unlikely anybody's going to get those. But just I just feel like this team could be a freaking amazing with just a guy who kind of push them to the next level that those guys do you know like tom brady used to do that too that they also get the best out of the players around them and i feel like golf is kind of just like riding the wave of everybody and like doing okay i just don't feel like he's ever the guy out there like like i feel like st brown and sewell are more of leaders than jared goff but i don't know i'm not in the locker room obviously maybe he's more yeah. of a leader than i than i see on you know tv and stuff but I think not like a rah rah type leader, but I do think he like sets the more like the precedent of you know, like he, like he keeps the emotions level. 
I do, I do, I do think he does a lot of that. Yeah. So. But that's, I think that's enough lines, guys. We hammered the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Speaking of, well, speaking of amazing leaders. Yeah. So uh, Michigan hammered Purdue uh, unexpected, un- unexpectedly, unshockingly to anybody. Um, so we just hear more and more about the sign stealing thing. I guess, you know, Connor Stallions, this guy who, who left and resigned. Stallions did come out and say uh, Michigan knew nothing about what he was doing. I find that hard to believe, but he did say that. He but plays he's now, he he did, yeah. They, that's okay. But they've like there's pictures of him now on the sidelines and stuff. I don't know. How do you guys still feel about all on, on opposing team sidelines? Like he he snuck in like wearing Central Michigan gear. He was on the sideline there. Like it it's almost like hilariously stupid. Like this is a like a like a national lampoon movie or something. You see this guy in big spy mustache and glasses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got like a, a clearly like a fake mustache. Like it's just like what the, how the fuck did someone not see this guy and be like, dude, I don't think you belong here. <laughs> like, like yeah, you know, where's your where's your ID? Yeah, you know what kills me this this thought that you're gonna watch other teams and try to decipher their signs. That's not like genius behavior, right? It doesn't take an Einstein to come up with that as maybe a way to help the team win. So for that reason, it's hard for me to believe that Michigan is the only one in the NCAA that has thought to have somebody look at the other team's signs to try to see what they're going to use on a particular situation. So, And I think that's one of the reasons you got some of these assholes out there who aren't saying anything. Apparently Ryan Day... Now, if you believe this story, and I haven't seen anything to substantiate it, but he hired people on his own to go out and investigate Michigan on this. Yep. Did I you also hear what he said when they asked him? He said, no comment. He didn't just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What does that say? <laughs> Honest to God. There was an article circulating today, too, that it was from a Michigan page. So I don't know how biased it is. I haven't checked it. But. Um, it was saying that uh, per this report, it's coming out that there was also other teams in the Big Ten that were doing the same thing towards Michigan too, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. stupid to think Michigan's the only one who thought this up. They're geniuses and strategizing. I mean, it's just it's an idiot thing. Yeah, it's scapegoating. It's what it is. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think the issue people are, I don't think anybody's really upset necessarily. I mean, some people are saying it's the science thing, but they're saying it's like the extent to which they did it. I honestly don't think it matters <laughs> personally. Like I don't, is it weird that Connor Stallions guy went out and like tried to do his best James Bond impression of all these other teams? Yeah. But like, also I don't think it fucking matters. Like we just talked. So also the last two teams now that Michigan has played, knew that they were stealing the signs and apparently went to links to stop that. And it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. Still got yeah. their ass kicked. So I just don't think it matters. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Can you know who I, defended I, I, Michigan? Urban Meyer. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Real quick. Can I share a funny quote about Michigan state? So Dan Wetzel tweeted out, uh, tweeted out, rather. He says, anytime college programs are screaming at each other about ethics, always heed the words of our, some some guy says, nine out of 10 teams are cheating, the other team is in last place. And then he retweeted and said, congratulations to Michigan State on being a clean football program. <laughs> 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 it's really not cheating, clearly. 
So that's that's the other thing too. Like this is they keep calling this a scandal. Like so, some guy and I, I keep seeing he keeps pointing out that you know last year at the tunnel incident that because Michigan's like saying, well, what everybody wants to wait and so it comes out and the Big Ten's really pushing for like like reprimand them now before we have all the facts. Just bring the hammer down on Michigan. They keep saying, well, they they brought the hammer down last year on this Michigan State player and he ended up not even being convicted. Like that's not even it's the same imposed. thing. Right. It was that, was an ass- that was an assault. First of all, you're right. It was self-imposed and it was a fucking attack. attack. Like, and you saw it play out on attack. live TV. It's exactly. not like exactly. they had these insinuations and th- you saw it play out right before your very eyes. Right. Different right. situation what? completely. It's yeah. also it's a physical attack. Like you another person was harmed in the process. This is not like some bullshit side. Like these aren't the same things. I don't understand why this is getting such traction. And we've already forgotten about Mel Tucker jerking off on a phone to some sex worker. Like this <laughs> some sexual that. assault victim, it was even worse. Like that's fucking worse. <laughs> you know, this isn't like Jerry Sandusky and the little kid scandal. Like this is such bullshit. I just don't yeah. care. Everybody's doing it to some degree. Maybe Michigan went a little above and beyond, but like everybody, it came out. Yeah. So apparently there was a story in 2000 that Michigan state was doing the same thing to Michigan. They were videotaping their calls, their signs and using it. This happened three years ago. <laughs> I don't care. I hear Michigan, hear Michigan hired inspector Clouseau, <laughs> the pink Panther and steel signs. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Well, and the whole point of it too, we I think I talked with both of you guys, but the whole point of it was to eliminate a competitive advantage for smaller programs. That's all fine and dandy NCAA, but what the hell else are you doing to to, to com- combat that? Because literally everything else you've introduced in the past few years has made that worse. Like NIL, all the um, all the, the transfer portal, it all contributes to an elitist pool of, of teams, right? So like be about it or don't be about it, but don't pick and choose when clearly like the Michigan's making a big stink about the NCAA and they're, they're poking the bear. I get it. You don't like them, but that's clearly all this is about at this point. And I'm really glad Michigan is, is, is trying to take legislation against the big or threatening legislation. Cause I think Michigan's strong enough to do it. They're a fucking PR firm in themselves. They have enough money. Um, and the NCAA is just crooked enough that I think they're going to be able to beat them in court. Like, I'm all here for it. I'm excited for it, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I hope they take them to the nth power and just fight it the whole way. Yeah, just say, yeah. go fuck you. Yeah, I think you said it earlier too, though, Brett. I do agree. Uh, all this is okay. Michigan needs to stop. Though we're the better than than everybody else. Like we're we're a clean program. We're holier than everybody else. I understand why that is getting real frustrating for people. Okay. Like clearly we're just as bad as Ohio state and Alabama in terms of dirty programs. And that's okay. Cause that's what you got to do now to win, but just, yeah, cut it out with like, this is Michigan. We would never stoop to these. We would never stoop to these, you know, things like, all right, obviously we will. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if we win a national <laughs> championship. It's fine. Yeah. I gotta say, I kind of like, I kind of like it at this point, though, because it's almost just playing into the frustration of the NCAA at this point. Because they know Michigan's dirty. Everyone knows Michigan's dirty. But Harbaugh goes up there, oh, uh, you know, I'm not going to wittingly do any of that. And then JJ goes up there and acts like a freaking Boy Scout. Yeah. I kind of like <laughs> it's clearly bullshit, but I like they it. Are, you know? They are the villain in college football this year. It's Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun to be yeah. in the other end. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to take away national championship from them, though, have something substantive. You know, not because Harbaugh bought some kid a cheeseburger and not because they hired Inspector Clouseau to take the other team's signs. Have something real. And 
because otherwise it just sounds like they're they're trying to get Michigan because sour of what grapes. Michigan's doing. Right, sour grapes, exactly. Honestly, if they win a national championship this year, they can take it away all they want, but that's what people are going to remember. It's the same with you. It's the same with USC, right? They technically, I think, got one of theirs taken away. Nobody remembers that. They remember USC winning a national championship. They remember Reggie Bush winning the Heisman. They took that away from them too. So I don't really care. I just want to see my team go out and win a national championship. If they want to retroactively take away some bullshit, it doesn't matter because everybody's going to know that Michigan was the best team this year. Right. Well, especially at this point, too, now that it's all out, if Michigan goes out and runs the table, it's it's even more clear that it didn't really make any And it didn't. I'm sorry. It what, You're maybe talking about like a one touchdown, one possession swing, max, okay? Like that, that clip, they, they're highlighting on uh, – I can't remember who was talking about it. Oh, uh, it's called, uh, it's another YouTube channel. Okay, you can check them out. Uh, on three, there's a dude oh, named yeah, JD. I've, I've seen them. Yep. Yeah. I love the way he breaks down shit. He's, he's kind of like Cowherd. He's very practical down the middle. And I think he likes Michigan, honestly, a little bit, but he was talking. Um, so th- there was a clip that kept circulating about uh, Stallions doing just that, like reporting during the Ohio State game last year. Um, he would like get, he would clearly like get some intel in his ear, would, would reach over to Minter and then Minter changed that play. That specific clip was going around viral to, to show that Stallions was doing this. Well, I guess that play, Stroud throws a touchdown pass. So it's not even like he did anything, you know? Like, And that's just one example, but it's just... Apparently it's, they tried to pass the rule that quarterbacks could have microphones in their, in their helmets, right? And then everyone objected to that. Why would you object if you're concerned about st- sign stealing? Why in the hell would you object to that if you think that affects the outcome of the game? Everybody does it, and they like to right, do right, it. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're, you're right. And I've heard other people like Joe Klatt. I think he works for Fox. He's come out and said that a million times. Like College football is a $12 billion a year industry. If they wanted to put microphones in the helmets, it would take them like one week, and everybody could afford it. Like this is a, yeah. this is a choice they have made to keep this thing going. And if, you know, and here we are, you know, this weird shit happens. They, so they do that on the high school level nowadays. They do it in the high I school know. and they do it at the pro. So why even don't when they, they do don't, it? we change. I told you this, we change signs in high school. Like we already talked about this. Like just change your fucking signs every week. <laughs> it's not, not hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Walters guy. He's such a, him and Ryan day. He came out the Purdue coach. He's like, well, we might have to actually huddle. It's really going to be hard for our kids. Why <laughs> did you have to fucking huddle? I'm oh, that sorry, guy's a jackass. Did you see he after is, the game with Har- Harbaugh? Yeah, he's a big fucking baby, and your team sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you suck. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Dad. They're going to beat Penn State this week. Yes, by 14 plus. We're not going to be here. I'm not going to see the game, so you guys are going to have to talk about it next week. Yeah, I hope yeah. they. We're going to be away. They're going to. I hope they. Him. I hope they mash him into the ground. Yeah, they're going to truck him, and they're going to truck Ohio State too. It's that third year in a row, so. Pretty fully convinced at this point. Before we move off this, though, Mom, I do want to hear your take as a slightly less biased Michigan fan. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about all this? Yeah, I didn't know what they were talking about at first, and then when Dad explained to me, I'm like, I didn't. I thought they would already do that anyway. I thought, what's the big deal about watching another team's play and making notes of it? I've seen movies exactly. of sports movies where they you can see them running the the tape from the other and they'll say you know well this guy likes to go this way and you know this guy always does that don't don't you guys study other teams plays and things anyway so you know what 
what they're doing. I don't know. You're not allowed to only film the sideline mob. That's against the rules. It's It's just dumb. (laughs) And if if somebody figures out what they're going to do, then good for them. I don't know why that's against the rules. I mean, even me, I said this a couple of times already this week, even me that doesn't know a lot about football, I've watched a few games where I can, as they're lining up, I can see what they're going to do. I think, oh, I know they're going to throw a pass because of how the guys are standing. And that's somebody really uneducated about football. So why is, I don't know why it's a big deal. The only thing that concerns me, okay, the Stallions apparently make $55,000 a year. That was his salary at U of M. Then a guy that's making $55,000 a year is allegedly buying plane tickets and buying football tickets for other people (laughs) to go and steal signs and take pictures. It's hard to believe that he could finance all of that on 55 a year, which would make you believe he's getting money from somewhere else. But they're not gonna, But don't you think they would have been able to prove? Like if Michigan must have gotten rid of the pay because I agree that there's no way. But Michigan must have like covered their tracks because they would have yeah. found that. I 100 percent think Harbaugh knew about all of this. I oh, don't yeah. necessarily he told Stallions to go do this, but I do think Stallions said like, "Hey, I've got this idea for maybe getting some sides. Do you think I could get a few bucks?" And Harbaugh's like, "Yeah, sure. Just don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, what whatever. Doing. Yeah. I just so I I really I mean like. Harbaugh knew. It, I, I still don't care. I but I don't. I don't know if he was directing stallions. Even if he was, I don't really care. It's just fucking weird. And it well, would actually kind of be on brand. How can you Harbaugh prove that they weird. used the information anyway? Right. Well, teams claim that uh, you know they would line up and they'd see Michigan immediately go right. into a different formation that they knew so right what? away. So what? They, they were would do that anyway. Yeah, that's that's football. I mean, how that's many like- <laughs> how many times have you seen like they're it's a fourth down and they're going to line, then they line up for a, I was just going to say though, how many times have you seen they're going to line up to do a, um, uh, a, the three point thing, the goal kick or whatever. And then all of and all of a sudden they change and they go out there and try to run a play. I mean, and the people are scrambling then to change what they're doing. I don't, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And it seems kind of dumb. Poor Tuck. He would have done it too, but he was too busy making phone calls. It was too damn horny. Um, yeah. I, th- I also you thought know, the- like it's- Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna make a tough joke. It's fine. Go ahead, Brad. It wasn't funny. Tuck coming, Craig. Come on. It's, it's no, just- no, no. It wasn't actually tough coming this time. But no, go ahead. I was just say I, I noticed like they did a lot more motion kind of stuff against Purdue. Like that's the kind of stuff you do to throw the offense. It clearly worked against Purdue's numbnutted defense. <laughs> did, that's the coach what you said do. that too. Did you hear he's like, yeah, they they uh, definitely showed us some stuff we hadn't seen before. <laughs> it's like yes, because that's what you're fucking supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just I'm so tired of this scan- non-scandal scandal bullshit. Like. <laughs> Just, I I don't think anything. I think you're right, but I think you, it was you pointed out to me or something. But they have 90 days to appeal. Like even if the NCAA comes out and does something, and by that time the season's over, so I don't fucking care. <laughs> they could do yeah, whatever they want. Big Ten's not no. gonna do anything. No. No. I don't think Michigan's gonna do shit. Yeah. yeah, because there's the other thing, and you pointed it out. If they do something to Michigan, Michigan's their best shot this year at doing anything in the college football playoffs. And right, they're not gonna want to hurt their one cash cow because the rest of the Big Ten is dog shit so it's like this is all you have maybe next year when they have all these other juggernauts that you know are joint making money for them but this year it's pretty much michigan I, people have ohio state ranked higher but 
Yeah. Ryan Day's yeah. crying. He, he needs to save his fucking job. Through, uh, losing the Michigan three years in a row isn't going to keep his job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's being a big baby about it. But, you know, that's Ohio State. I hope, they, I hope they fucking absolutely has to Yeah, has to go out and not take a shit in these two games, though, that matter. If they go out and, like, you have to go out there with this mentality that you need to fuck everyone over at this point. Because if it's going to it's gonna be real bad if they lose after all this grandstanding and shit that they've been doing. And mm-hmm. I think they're well, clearly even, better than both Even if teams, they did but... che- you know, cheat and n- know what the signs were and adjusted their their lineup accordingly, you would the other team would still, if they were better, would still be able to overcome that if they were talented enough to do so. Yeah. Well, Ryan Day knew about this apparently since 2021, too. Yeah, so, so like, what's your excuse then? You should have right, done well, something about it. Right. Like, he did. He changed to your free. signs. Ryan Day painted his hair. Bullshit. He, wait, he did what? I mean, they, they, they could have given the kids a, a, an earbud or something and spoken into it, and nobody would have known. You know, I, I just, it's just dumb. Well, I think we got that out of our system. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Fuck the NCAA. But wanted to ask the tire the Rangers just won the World Series. And like two years ago, they were one of the worst teams in the league. Does this give you any hope for the Tigers actually uh mm-hmm. turning it around next year and yeah. possibly competing soon? Yeah, a little bit. I think I, so. The, the, the Rangers had a I don't know much about their team, but I know they had a couple like really stud young hitters. But I, I look at the Tigers and I think they have guys that could reach that potential too. Yeah. They I should, agree. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're in the running for some Korean dude um, who's, I guess, pretty pretty good contact. I saw hitter. that. That would be awesome. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good. Yeah. yeah. They made a yeah. trade for some older guy. Yeah, some, I, another Mark fucking Connor. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he was like, he was in the third, the triple the A farm system, wherever they got him from. He's like some 30 year old vet guy. He's fine. He's a piece. He's nothing, nothing big. He's, I hear he's a good than... locker room guy. Oh, there you go. That's what we're going. Well, he picks up the towels. Good. What does that mean? A locker room yeah. guy. He's supportive. He's chummy. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a good. I mean, leader. not tuck chummy, but chummy. Hey, hey there, chief. Nice hitting. You'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> he's the best snacks. <laughs> you want to see the Tigers go out and pick up veteran hitters, try to be more competitive, or do you want to keep spaces open for some of this young talent that they got coming up through the system? I, I think next to that money. Do you really? Oh, okay. I want to see him play the young guys. Me too. I want a star in Detroit, and I want him to see some fucking. The Red Wings are finally looking to like they have some stars. We can talk about the Pistons in a minute. Cade looks good. The rest of the team looks like kind of not great. Dern looks but... good. They clearly miss Dern when he's out. That's... Yeah. Cade looks like a star, but he t- he turns the ball over like every other play. So I don't. Yeah. He's got to clean that shit up. I, th- I think he's kind of trying to put too much on him, uh, taking too much, you know, on his plate kind of thing right now. Yeah, it uh, feels like he's trying really to make up for last year. For last year, the Wings yeah. just handed the Bruins their first loss of the year. Well, let's talk about the Pistons. I got them two seconds in the Pistons. I know they're not very good. I just my my thing. I think they do have a clear direction now, though. Whether it's and I think it's going to take some time. I think they're kind of where the Wings were either last year or maybe the year before a little bit. But I think the direction is clear. They want to get athletic dudes that can play defense they want to try to get to that bad boys kind of identity i don't know if that's going to work we've talked about that in the past it doesn't really work today in the nba too much but in the first few games it actually looked pretty good um 
I think Asar Thompson is going to be a stud. He looks pretty beastly. Um, he can score really well. Distributes the ball. He's not afraid of like defending anyone. Um, and I think also like their average age right now is like twenty three or twenty two. So it's going to take some time. Um, but they got to start winning games at the same time. They need to start winning some games because they've lost like four or five straight. Now. I've seen, yeah, I've watched a few of their games and they, they come out strong. They look pretty good. And then they just collapse in the second half. I don't know what it is. It's like they all just stand around to watch Cade and he's pretty good, but then he does stupid turnovers, which, you know, I think he's just trying to get reacclimated back after being gone for like a year. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Killian Hayes plays. I think he's like no. at best a backup. I don't know why him. he starts. Yeah, like Sasser is better. Sasser's way better. Yeah, Thompson is better. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think Killian even plays that great of defense, which is the only thing you could maybe set him out there for because he can't shoot worth shit. <laughs> he's not. No. I don't understand that strategy. But can you yeah, win I, in the NBA I, now with a defensive team without any offensive juggernauts? That, I mean, that's what the Pistons used to do. They used to win with defense, right? Back in the day. I don't, but I, yeah, it, I don't it seems so. like nobody in the NBA plays defense anymore. No, because yeah. you can't touch anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think they're running into that because they keep getting fouled out or they keep getting all these turnovers from that kind of shit, right? So either they're going to have to perfect this craft or they're just not going to – it's not going to work. Yeah. Because this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to be the bad boys again. I saw somebody say Troy Weaver's on the hot seat, and I kind of agree. I don't know what the hell he's building, but it, it's not working. So Monty just got here. I'll give him, you know, a year, at least a year, probably two or three. But I, I don't know what the strategy is still. So I feel like we'll probably get like the fifth pick again, and he's going to take another nobody. So I don't know. We'll see. And you know what sucks? Wembyana looks like a beast already. That yeah, I don't even get me. That's so frustrating. Like I, I'm still pissed at the fucking NBA draft lottery because he should be a piston, hundred yep. percent. And instead, he went where the NBA wanted him to. Whether yep. it's a conspiracy or not, it's fucking bullshit and frustrating. Yeah. So, so same things happened with the wings. I mean, yeah, they yeah. should have been high, higher draft choices the last few years too. Yeah, yeah, but they've drafted decently better than the Wings. Like, like good transition to the Wings, Dave. I like how you played that. Yes. Like you talked about Valeno. Valeno looks really good this year. He's clearly taking some steps. Um, the addition of DeBrinket can't be underplayed. Like him and Larkin on that line, he, he just makes Larkin that much better. Um, and they, yeah, they just look like they're they're they, yeah they beat Boston the other night. Like they never. They came back to beat Boston too, right? Right. Which which is really impressive. Boston hadn't lost all year. Their goaltending is sporadic. Reimer's good. Reimer's having a good year. Uso is up and down. Yeah, they're getting contributions from a lot of guys you didn't expect contributions to come from, particularly guys on defense. Yeah, Wallman and yeah, and Wallman, right? Who is Jake Wallman? When did they get him? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember him. Remember him. Remember him. I think a couple of years ago, he was kind of yeah. like that a secondary guy. They like I think draft. Excuse me, drafted or signed. I can't remember, but yeah. Lucas yeah. Raymond is they, slowly coming on. They're getting contributions from guys who kind of didn't do much. I I really feel like I think you're right, Brett. Having to bring it just it lifts everybody up because he. I feel like he just gives you that energy. You know, you, yep. it's kind of like we talked about we want Goff to, like, kind of lift the team. He comes in, he scores these goals, or he makes plays, and that just makes everybody feel better. I think they feel they're always in the potential. game. Yep, they're yeah. always yeah, got yeah, the potential. It's like they expect to win now, which is, like, yes. last year was not it. It was the complete no. opposite. Yep. Yeah. 
So I, I really think, and I feel like the Pistons need something like that. And that's why I hope this next offseason they go out and spend some money or same with the Tigers, get some guy who can come and just inject some juice and give them some hope to win every game. Because I feel like there is some talent in the Tigers too, not as much as the Pistons, but they just both need a little bit of extra boost, I think. And something like a Debrinket, whoever that is for those guys. Yeah. Mark Conho, Craig. <laughs> nope. It, it, nope. it was him, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing the Tigers pick up a veteran pitcher who could help the staff out. It would have been nice if Rodriguez had come back. I guess they're still available. (laughs) Yeah, no. He's about 100 years old. They're still in what? I I heard Rodriguez and him are. So there initially came out that he wasn't going to resign, but that was speculation. I I heard they're still in talks. Sorry. We lost you, Brett. Yeah. They unsurprisingly, he didn't take the option. Shocking. But yeah, I hear they are kind of talking to him about trying to sign him back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to sign him for a million. Like, I don't want to spend all of our money, whatever little that the Illich family is going to give us this year to spend Eduardo Rodriguez, though, because yeah. Illich's son is a fucking cheapskate. And I don't feel like he's going to open the purse strings for just a, for only like two players. And I don't really want it to be Eduardo if he's going to command like 30 million a year or something. But No, but I do feel a veteran pitcher who can contribute you know, like Rodriguez did last year would help the staff a lot. They have a lot yeah, of yeah, good yeah. young talent, but they could use some guy with experience. Yeah, yeah. I think it did make a difference in their starting lineup having that guy this year. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'd, I'd like to see some of the young players get an opportunity. It was nice to see Torgelson have a great a good year, and he's only going to get better. Um, who's, uh, who's the other guy that can Yes. Riley Green. Riley Green. Yep. Riley Green. And the other guy who had 20 home runs. Wow. Carpenter. 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 Oh, yeah. He's going oh, yeah. yeah. to get better as well. Yeah. They need to put him at DH, though. He can't. He's not a great fielder. Yeah. If they want to have like a good outfield, I think they do. I don't think they have any answers at catcher. I don't think Rogers is the long term answer at catcher. They got that guy in the system, though, right? Isn't he supposed to be good? From yeah. Ohio uh, State? Yeah. I guess yeah. he's a great yeah. defender, but. He's hitting kind of whips a lot. Yeah. But they got Jace Bob. Young. They got a lot of good Malloy, a lot of good young guys. Parker Metals, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, they got a lot of good young talent. I have bad news, though. They did not pick up Miguel Cabrera's like 12th year option, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's <laughs> I know we all thought they would pick up that $50 million choice or whatever it was, but they declined. So. He's officially done with the Tigers. He's going to be a consultant for the team. I didn't realize he had one more team option year. I'm glad even he realized that that wasn't happening. (laughs) It's hard after every team in the league has given you a farewell and gifts because say, oh, I'm coming back. One more time. I don't know if we talked about this at the time, but I saw something that the Oakland Athletics gave him like some dollar store liquor or something. something. (laughs) It was like some whiskey you can buy at like a 7-Eleven. It wasn't anything special. (laughs) A box of wine. He's a fun Franzia. Anyway, but to that point, the Tigers should have a lot of money to spend next year. I mean, even if you only replace Cabrera's contract, which they still had a lower payroll, like that's like $35 million, $40 million a year right there that they should be able to spend, uh, you know, probably at least two good players, right? Like, I just like, don't see them good. spending a ton of money in free agents. I don't think that's Harris's shtick. I think he likes to feel he can develop players in his image, you know? Selective at the plate, and yeah, I just yeah. 
I did hear he's trying to go pretty hard in on this Korean dude. Like he's like he's trying. He's putting his balls to the wall. I heard the Tigers are the front runners currently, and I really hope that's true. So it'd be nice to get an international star. That'd be pretty cool. Think is that. he North or South Korean? Does it matter? Does he South come with Korean, nuclear yeah, weapons? Like baseball in North Korea. <laughs> it's Kim Jong Un. Yeah, they five foot four, three hundred pound Kim Jong Un is going to be playing. <laughs> there's your, there's your catch. Yeah. 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 We're probably all going to get attacked in the night now by North Korea. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we do uh, twenty questions? We had to get a venting session. All right, Brett, you got it this week. You uh, you got the the guy pulled up, and uh, you ready to start? Um, yeah. Let me look up their her or his. Let me look up their uh, Which white player did you choose this week? <laughs> All right, guys, fire away. Chicken. All right, mom. All right, mom. Start us off. Uh, does this athlete play a sport that involves a ball? No. Play. Did not play. Past uh, tense. Is this is this a uh, uh, I'll say still actively pl- participating player? No, unfortunately. Okay. Dad, you got a question? So, so this athlete apparently switched sports, right? Later in their career? Nope. I basically asked if he was retired. Brett said yes. My mom asked if it was a ball sport. I don't know where you got switching sports from. <laughs> not currently. <laughs> Sorry, I do. I did that weirdly. I meant is he retired? That's what I yeah. Brett said he's yeah he's retired. He's not retired. No, he's just not playing anymore. Don't ask. You'll you'll it'll make sense. Okay. But that is that's a clue right there. So. Um. Okay. So uh, did this athlete play a sport? Um. I guess he's, that is yeah, mostly retired. We'll what? Sure. Yeah. What? Don't over don't overthink it. He's not playing anymore. Go ahead, mom. Sorry. He's not playing anymore. Okay. So when this person did play, was it an outdoor sport? It is. Is a sport that's typically at the professional level played indoors, but it can be played outdoors. Okay, so it's you would probably go see it in an indoor type arena or something. Yes, but yes. it's not a ball okay. sport, huh? No. Hmm. Is this a uh, male athlete? Yes. <laughs> uh, do they, does he play for a Michigan-based team? Did he play for a Michigan-based team? Um, no. Oh, okay. So an indoor sport, a male athlete, retired, but not a ball sport. But not a ball. What indoor sport do you play without a ball? Like, it's a guy. Like boxing or wrestling? Yeah, I guess it could be boxing or something. Oh. Or wrestling. It's not a That's not a ball. question. We're just talking. What? You don't play with a ball in this sport. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, you said it's not right. a ball-based sport, right? Yeah, there's no ball. But yep. And you said it wasn't – I guess it could be it hockey, right? It but could be track and field, hmm. right? Yeah, maybe we should narrow down the sport. Mm-hmm. Is this hockey? 
Does he play hockey? Yes, they. He okay. played hockey. He yes. did play hockey. Yeah, I don't know why I eliminated hockey in my mind for some reason. I'm like, yeah, I guess it could be hockey. <laughs> so did you ask okay. them, Craig? You asked so them it's, whether so it's, it's Michigan, right? Michigan based. Yeah, it's not. I said not. no. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, mom. You had a question. Uh, is he Canadian? Uh, no. Oh. That's a good question, yeah. Kind of narrows it down a little bit. Yeah, especially for a yeah, hockey player. So, did you say is he Canadian? So he's... Well, he's not Canadian. So he, yeah, so he could be, he could be Russian. Could be something else. Yeah, he's not Canadian. Though. Yeah. Chinese. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of Chinese hockey players. It's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah, it's Korean. Close enough. Uh, was well, shit. Was um, he an all-star? Um, uh, no, not not at the NHL level ever that I can see. Yeah, no. Is this guy over the age of forty? Forty? I'll say forty. It's a tough question to answer, but no. Tough question to answer. <laughs> He's no young. Okay, sense. so he's younger than forty. He played hockey. No longer does, uh, no. but not a Michigan-based team. Yes, and he's I, not Canadian. I'm willing to eventually give a clue on this one, and I, that I think will help. But right. how many questions are we at first, though? I want to try to get. I'm trying to get this. But... I'm keeping track. I think we're at like ten. We'll go with ten. Okay. All right. Ten. What's your clue? Do you no, I don't get a clue yet. Let's just try. No, 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 not yet. Wait until we only have like two questions left. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played for the NHL. Maybe we can uh, narrow that. Was he? Is this a Russian-born player? No. Probably American then, right? I mean, those are the three big Canadian, Russian, and American. Chinese. <laughs> it's not Chinese. <laughs> so he's American. I didn't say he's American. You didn't ask. No. We're assuming. He's American. He's oh, American. so he's not Russian. He's not Canadian. He played hockey. What else could he be if he's not? He's not. A... Well, I didn't say like what Swedish or Norwegian. Or... That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Damn. Jesus Damn. Christ. Good job, Bob. All right. I'll, he's American. I'll fucking okay, he's, he's American. <laughs> and half Chinese. <laughs> so what Is hockey it... players no longer play that we know that are American? That we know are American, but not for the Red Wings, so basically. Is he still involved in the sport? As oh, of recently. Okay. These are all As clues. Recently. These are all clues I'm giving you, yeah. Yeah. Huh. What's it as of recently? He is involved? He's not. not. He's not. So he's just recently. Like retired or died, one or the other. <laughs> I, don't, I hope he's not dead. He might be. Some guy who had a heart attack. I feel like that would have been in the news. I don't remember that. Did we nail down his nationality? Brad yeah, told us he was American. He gave us a hand. He is American. Right okay. Hmm. All right, Dad, what you got? Late 30s American-born non-Red Wing players. Non-Michigan players, too. No Michigan ties, right? Well, that's true. Now, now Michigan-based. I mean, so it's no one like... Montoya or something like that. But he's American anyway. I think he's probably he's probably not fifty. 50. Non American. Hmm. You know, he is American. I he said is that. American. Yeah, he is American. Yeah. He's just not from Michigan. 
He's not from Michigan. Uh, he, okay, maybe a position. Did he, the city that he's from is also a city in Michigan. There's your other clue. There's your next clue. Say I've, that I've again. Won. The city that he's from is a city. Um, is is also a city in Michigan. So there is a city named that in another state and also in Michigan. Yes. But it's not like a common one you think of. It's one of the bigger cities in, in Michigan. Spring. It's not Detroit, Minnesota. Did this uh, did this guy play goalie? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so curious who this person is and how you came up with him. Was he? Did he play for the Olympic team? No. That's a good question. Sorry. No, he didn't make an all-star team, so he wasn't even that good. So I don't know where you're getting this guy from. Is, he, is this uh, some obscure guy you <laughs> watch through? Because it's it, he's culturally relevant right now because of something that recently happened. And if you can't get his name, that's fine. If you if you can figure out what I'm talking about, Amanda came up with this one, by the way. Mm. Just like the book. Okay. okay. So he's culturally relevant because of something that happened. Recently. Recently. Very recently. Oh, the Israel Hamas. Is he, I was going to say, is he like Jewish or Israeli? Are you Ukrainian? American? American. Russian? No, he's, no, he's not Russian. He's American. He's American. If you guys want to Google search to it, you can. <laughs> I don't even know what I would Google I search to. I don't either. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. American board non all star hockey player who no longer plays. <laughs> I feel like that's all we have. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe a team. Uh, is this a team based in the Midwest that he played on when he played professionally? Um, not really the Midwest, no. But like, there's team. I'll put it this way: there's there's a team in the Big Ten that plays in the same state that this guy played for. Well, the Big Ten is coast to coast now. That's not staring it down too much. Prior to next year's expansion. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just everything east of the Mississippi. <laughs> hmm. What else recently happened? Well, Was Matthew Perry friends with any uh, hockey players? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, I forgot Matthew Perry died. I don't know. Yeah. Was his name Matthew Perry? Maybe that was it. <laughs> Some random hockey player named Matthew Perry. No. Tragic circumstances, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, circumstances. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends what your definition of Midwest is. I feel like we may have a different one. I mean, do you consider Ohio in the Midwest? This is <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know because I'm trying. You said Big Ten. I mean, like I'm thinking, like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I guess it could be Pennsylvania. Played who for, else like, the... is it? Well, who out west is in the? Well, we're, okay. Did he play? Did he play for the Penguins? Yes. Okay. Because I still don't think you guys are... probably <laughs> not. No. no. He played for players. the. He played for the Pittsburgh Penguins fairly yeah. recently because he's less than forty, but he no longer plays. Uh, he wasn't a goalie. He played for like briefly for the Penguins, and then he played in a different league up until recently when tragic events happened. There's a video on YouTube of this man and tragic events happening. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think you guys are going to get it. Keith wow, Kachuk. that's a good one. <laughs> Keith Kachuk, yeah. that's it. <laughs> 
I, I just can't even name that many. Uh, I mean, let's like Dylan Larkin. There's no, this is really the only American born hockey players I can name at this point. Uh, did he play defense? Was he known for um, the Penguins? Was he, a he was a center. Center. Okay. Doesn't help me. No. Is it Sidney Crosby? <laughs> he still plays. Actually, tragic things have not happened to him, though. All right, let me see if I can even Google it. I don't think I can, but I bet you if you Google it, it'll come up. And you get one guess post Google, Craig. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Craig specifically because he's Googling. Well, I guess it's all of you. I guess. So there's some guy named Adam Johnson that just died. Died in a freak accident. All right. Well, this is number, Mom. I can't even find him on here. So you go with that. Find out more information about Adam Johnson. I don't think Brett would pick someone like that. You don't know that. He's going to be more well-known than that. Well, maybe. Was he born in 1994? Yes. Is it fucking Adam Johnson? Yeah. How do you guys not? Who's See, Adam Johnson? I have never heard of this person. Like sliced open by a state. It was this huge, huge story. Huge story. Really? Yeah. Hadn't heard of it. Yeah, a lot of NHL players are wearing so like neck Just for the record, too, he was born in the United Kingdom, so he wasn't American. But oh, bullshit. That's not why, we, that's not why we didn't get it. That's why we didn't get it. Rapids, um, read Wikipedia. He played in England. Yeah, he was, he was actually Grand born Rapids. in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I see now the connection. Oh, he died, he died in the United. He died in, he died in the United Kingdom. My my yeah. my my bad. Sorry. It's okay. So how did he, I think we get? A, I think we get a loss on oh, that. He one, died right? after playing. Uh, while he was playing. so he took a some Ooh, guy was going to on. him, and this freak, freak situation happened, and his neck got like sliced open. Good just, lord! It was really sad to watch because like he so he really. He was playing hockey in Europe, right? And it yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. He like got up, tried to stand up, and then he like fell immediately back over. His head fell off. Oh basically. god! Yeah, he like bled out Jesus. of the ice. Oh my yeah, god! I, 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 did, I, I did not hear that. Imagine being at that game. Brutal, Holy brutal. shit! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sad. Wow, what good a, one. What a, wow, what a great note a to end one. this podcast on. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. How terrible! He's only twenty nine too. Yeah, that is actually pretty sad. Poor, what a fucking freak! How did he get? Up. How did he get cut? Somehow the guy skated. Cut and then his, was he on the ground and he got cut, he with, got somebody cut with somebody skate? Oh my god! Wow, wow, that's horrific. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah good way to gross us all out. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's it is really sad. Imagine if his parents were there. Good lord. Yeah. Well, on that note, this has been another fun okay. podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> Let's end on the decapitation. <laughs> no, no, that was fun, though, guys. No, no, Thanks. that was very challenging. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we challenging's one more, yeah. We took a loss on that one. Uh, who's next? Who's next week? Is it dad or mom? It's one of you guys. I went last time, so. I'll go. Okay. Oh, okay. you jumped into that one. I'll go, and um, I'll have yep. some... Somebody who didn't get their head sliced off. No, no, yeah, no. But um, I think I'll I'll look at some kind of current event things and see related to sports, so that we can talk about something different than just. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll have a little yeah. little twist. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yep. All right. Good show, guys. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting, guys. It was good talking to you. <laughs> Craig says I'm doing them by myself from now on. It yeah. was much easier. Much, much easier when I do it by myself. <laughs> more intelligent discussion. <laughs> much more engaging discussion. It's it's much better when I just talk to a wall than talking to you guys. <laughs> All right. No, that was fun, guys. I'll see you next week. All right. See you guys. Cause that's what you're fucking supposed to do. <laughs> Too damn horny. That guy's I'm a jackass. He's a big fucking baby, and your team sucks. Yeah. So what's your excuse then? You should have done something about it. Fuck the NCAA.